Okay, so we have some we have some things we have to accomplish. This is one. That's I deserve one. this. I deserve this sip. There's a lot. We we have a quorum there. of beverages. Mm. That's item one. Item two is we need to dis- discuss terms for the podcast today. This is a very serious matter. Um, however, I think that maybe even that can wait. Uh, well, where, come on, come on. I'm, I'm working so hard for this bit, guys. Walking around the barn a few times. It's, it's going to be worth it, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. I'm ready. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yes. I'm ready for it. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city ever knew, or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. He had no further intercourse with spirits, but lived upon the total abstinence principle ever afterwards. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well, and if any man alive possessed the knowledge, if any man alive possessed the knowledge, may that truly be said of us and all of us and as tiny tim observed i find you funny smart and i find you funny smart and surprisingly funky which is a rare combination (laughs) (laughs) you have absconded with my heart i know we don't have hot wings or hockey here like they oh do in God. Buffalo, but we have, <laughs> but we have cricket and we have shrimp quiches. Oh my God! Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander <laughs> Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> guys, oh my God, guys. Okay, oh, everyone. Geez. That was the end you, of the line. You absconded. With my, with my heart. heart. You, uh, you know what the spirits did to Scrooge? They absconded with his greed. Mm, You're right. They, they ran did. away with it. They sucked it right out of his ass. They really did. They grabbed a hold of it firmly and thrust it away. Tugged real hard. Tugged real hard. Let's discuss terms of this conversation okay. that we are having about a princess for Christmas. <sighs> oh, you know what's funny? A Christmas princess or a princess... Of Christmas no. or Princess Christmas, but but the 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 Slack original is a Christmas for Princess, which I need you to know. I attempted to say out loud, and instead the correct title came out. So just <laughs> so you know, that was supposed to be me saying a Christmas for Princess, but really I said a Princess for Christmas, which is what it's actually <laughs> called. Um, it's a bad name either way. No, I take it back. A Christmas for Princess is a great name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, a princess for Christmas, not so much. Okay. I wanted to be held in like the roadhouse and you just have babies screaming. You can't put baby in a corner without a Christmas tree. See, that's funny on like 20 levels because the family in Dirty Dancing is 2000% Jewish, Janine. Oh, yeah. Extremely Jewish. That's uh, so masterstroke. All right. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> we forced ourselves to talk about Christmas at Pemberley Manor like it mattered. But there are differences here. First, yes. we've learned oh. lessons. Second, this movie absolutely matters. It's not good, but it is a hoot. Yes. Oh, uh, 
And so. and three, we cannot overstay our welcome here because really yeah. the true gift that we're giving people who have not sat down to watch Sam Hewen's Hallmark movie channel classic, A Christmas oh, for Princess. Christmas no, for Princess. A princess for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Princess. Um, you really should, not because it's good, but because it is fun as hell and free if you have a Netflix account. Um, this is not a Christmas at Beverly Manor situation. We are not going to ask you to pay two ninety nine or whatever the fuck they sell that movie for. This oh is, God. you can watch it on IMDb TV for free through Amazon, or if you have Netflix, you can watch it through Netflix. Uh, and you know what? I had a gay old time. All right, but we're talking about terms. Yes, terms. So what are our terms? What are our terms? I think maybe let's. I, this is what I'm going to propose first. Uh, okay. Opening arguments. We each get four minutes to defend okay. whether or not this movie is great or the greatest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. That's the why. Rules of that one. Then we move on past our four minutes, which we, you don't have to use the intent. You can always yield your time, but then you can also reclaim your time. Um, okay. Then we move on to the debate, where we discuss at length, at uh, length to be determined, um, the the highs, lows, in betweens of a. Let's let me let me try a new one. Princess A Christmas four. <laughs> Um, yeah. that's the, mm-hmm. and, and, and so on. And then, um, closing arguments, uh, where we each get one minute to sum up our arguments, um, okay. and to say why we should be America's next drag superstar. Four so minutes, four minutes, four minutes each. And then the free form debate. debate. Then we discuss. Yes. Then the free form debate is 20 minutes total. total. I agree. Awesome. And then we each get one minute to sum it up. Yes, closing arguments. Okay. Um, and and then um, and then I'll read the list of patrons. Very, I don't g- spoiler. I'm gonna read the list of patrons really fast. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I call not dibs. On what? Going first. What is my argument for the first half of this? Where, whether this movie is great or the greatest. Okay. I and then it. show supporting examples. Four minutes. Yeah. And you've got four minutes. Are you ready? Julie, are you going to keep time? I've got Great. it. Great. You got are it? You, okay. And then you you'll have to keep time for us, Janine. Do your yep. fucking got job. It. Earn your keep. I, this is, I mean, finally. <laughs> he's about to, he's about to right now. I'm going to, I Julie, it. I suggest you do the same. I'm going to mute so that I do not heckle him. Okay. I, I promise not to heckle okay. him. I feel like part of the bit is you heckle him. No, no that comes That's in later. the debate part. Oh, We're, there's okay. civilized rules. So, oh, this is Oxford style. Yes. Oh, okay. Which, Not bad. which means three crumpets. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Oxford style rules. Okay. Janine. Neither does anyone in this movie. Let, I, I hereby call the great 2021 discussion of For a Princess Christmas to order. <laughs> Janine, the floor is yours. And uh, start. Thank you, distinguished uh, <laughs> chairperson. Thank you, distinguished committee, 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 committee. Um, <laughs> uh, it is a pleasure to have the floor here to discuss uh, why a Princess Christmas Mass is uh, the greatest film um, we've ever seen. Uh, my first point of contention point of arguments my 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 angle uh is that we get to see sam hewen pre outlander uh which means we're seeing 
pre-Sam, uh, not Sam, pre, well, pre-Sam, as in his final form, but in his pre-Jamie form, <laughs> uh, where he is trying his very best to learn how to mug and do the, the Jamie looks. Um, he knocks on a couple, and I think those scenes from this film were probably used in his reel to suggest that he would be a good Sam. Uh, a good Jamie. Jamie, the, the uh, tomato, tomato. Um, and, uh, what we found with this wonderful 2011 example of Sam Hewen's acting ability is that those casting directors took a wild bet that he would someday become a good actor. Uh, he is much better now and I am so impressed with him because boy, oh boy, he was just a pretty face at that point, at this point, which it's not me like denigrating this film. It's more to say that one, I appreciate the man, the myth, the legend, and uh, that this was a training ground uh, of many occasions. Um, Roger Moore was in this. Uh, I didn't realize that until after it stopped and someone said, "Hey, that was Roger Moore," and I went, "Oh fuck, <laughs> what a fucking film!" Um, what else was there? Milo sucked. Which is a reason why, um, because we could just... I don't know what I'm arguing here. You said you're arguing for this movie being the greatest. Yeah. Refocus. So, people of the floor and the committee and the chair people. Uh, uh, it also had a lot of alliteration. Um at, like, there were so many lists that all used the same goddamn fucking letter. Like, I'm not very good at weaponry. Uh, well, I'm good at the waltz. How about waltzing, right? Like, why why would she use weaponry from Boston uh, when not <laughs> just talking about fucking bows and arrows? Might as well have been. Uh, and uh, Buffalo makes it even worse. Have you ever been to Buffalo? <laughs> Buffalo's not a fun city. That is a kind of a gross city. In fact. But wings, but wings. Um, fine Pilsner beer. Oh, I guess I'm she said a butt. Sorry, she just said a haze me. What? Huh? Um, heckle. Anyway, so where was I going with this? <laughs> it's the greatest in summation. So in summation, some some uh, in smear summation. This film is the greatest because it's so absurd. And it makes you realize rich people suck, but somehow we all dream to be them. Ooh, that got deep there at the end. I fucking hated this film so much. It was so funny. <laughs> okay, uh, so you, you have 24 seconds to spare. I yield my time to the great gentle people of the chairs. Okay. The great gentle people of the chairs recognize the contributions <laughs> of the the noble sir of I have a rug on my Florington land. <laughs> Look at my Christmas tree. It's very nice. So pretty. May and also with you. May your and days be holly and jolly and bright. Um Oh. Uh, Madam Starbird of the gentle chair to my right, <laughs> would you like to proceed next and forthcoming so? And if it must be said, like... so it is. That's a, the nothing more. Session. I would like nothing uh, more. Janine, gentle person, Janine. I got it. I got, it. I got mm. it. You got you? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okie dokie. I'm starting the my timer now. The floor Gentle recognizes. people of the floor. <laughs> A princess for Christmas. 
is a great movie. But it's not the movie that you think it is. This is a great example of a paranormal fright flick. (laughs) It left me feeling a little bit like watching a 1970s John Cassavetes horror movie in that the dread always palpable that around the corner another fucking cliche is going to spin around and knock my head off my shoulders. And I think that happened at least three times. So I need to give it to this film for fulfilling a role of horror movie in my mind. Now let's talk about the general conceit of the horror movie and why it makes this movie great. There's a clown in the bedroom. (laughs) And we could all tell from the beginning that that little girl, I didn't even take the time to know her name because I knew that if I said her name more than three times, she would appear. (laughs) It's Maddie. We all knew, I, I, I can't hear you. We all knew that this girl, from the very beginning of the film, this girl has a deeper eldritch connection. And I think we could all feel that. Then she goes to fucking Pembele and she gets, she achieves her final form, which is melding with that demonic clown. You can see how she mind controlled every single person in this movie. No one more effectively than mind controlling her grandfather, played by Roger Moore, who I will now refer to as G Paw Bond. G <laughs> Paw Bond, a savvy, hard man, was immediately reduced to nothing but jellied grandpa rubble by this child. And throughout this entire film, we saw nothing but the results of her demonic mind control and machinations. And I feel like I too was possessed because. I can't believe I watched the whole thing. And it feels like it was part of her plan. And maybe the clown's plan. Uh, I rest my case. I yield my time. How much time are you yielding, Madam Starbird, of the gentle... One minute and... Tw- of the Pratt <laughs> Boulevard. I am I am uh, yielding one minute and 20 wow. seconds. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. That was a very The people argument. of the floor and sundry recognize <laughs> the time uh, demolition stack of Madam Starbird of the Pratt Boulevard gentle chair. Uh, we will now proceed to the third of our opening arguments, which comes from <coughs> Madam Shoemaker of the dining room Offiston, who is me. <laughs> <clears throat> Julie, that was uh, good. would you time me, please? Yes. Um, for Christmas, A Princess is the greatest film of all time. And I will tell you why. In this essay, I will tell you why. Because the, the land of cinema is vast. There are highs, there are lows. But in each genre... In each of the many valuable genres that exist in global, international cinema, there must be one film that dares to push upon the borders of its genre to evolve it to the next stage. 
There have been many such films. The, the, the jazz singer pushing boundaries of both sound and blackface. Incredible slash terrible. Pork and no loves dose. There are, uh, there, there is your um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacres, which include Texas and chainsaws and massacres. I've never seen that movie. Great and uh, thanks. Great and Night of the Living Dead, actually groundbreaking. Protections that. Um, there's, there are your barbs and stars. Goes to Vista del Mars, where the simple buddy comedy becomes something more, something greater, something to be believed in. Such it is, and so it must be with a Christmas Princess Four, the uh, the Hallmark <laughs> movie channel instant classic, which embraces the silliest and shallowest tropes of its genre while uncovering a bold new landscape of actually casting decent actors to play entertaining roles. It's an upstairs downstairs story, if you will. In the upstairs. We have a pre-fame Sam Huon with a normal-sized neck. He just wants to fall in love, <laughs> preferably with a homely, not homely, with a commonplace um, uh, matchstick girl from Buffalo, New York, uh, who can identify and break antiques in the same breath. What a skill. You also have um, Jeepa Bond, um, who, if you didn't already realize that he once plays James Bond, they make sure to say, you're going to give 007 a role for his money. A, ro- a run for his money. I didn't pick up. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Oh, it was I there. Missed, um, I missed all of that. You have Lena totally Luther of, this, of Supergirl fame um, doing her best. <laughs> she, you know what? She's legitimately good in Supergirl. She's great. She launched a whole generation of little of little shippers who just really wanted her and uh, and Kara Zorel to get together. Oh, that's yeah, that that's was her. Gross. Um, oh, yet yes. downstairs, who do we have? But a treasure trove, winter bottom, a treasure trove of bizarre yet delightful team players who. At the moment of climax, when the scene arrives where good must triumph over evil, the butler does not go to the lord of the manor and say, Sir, I hate to speak out of turn, but I believe that we should purchase a ball gown for Miss What's-Her-Face from the place across the sea. And then he... Where did this take place, by the way? We'll get there. And then... um, uh, Lichtenstein, then, uh, I believe. Uh, why were they singing yeah, English Christmas carols? A totally real mm. place. Anyway, um, Patty, then, I don't want to. I don't want to give up my time. Then, um, no. Then instead, P- Paisley Winterbottom proceeds to Jeep Bond and says, "Do you want some more tea?" And then goes off by himself to fu- to crowdfund. Oh, the floor, time, the time, floor, time. Floor chair, player, player, shoe time. It's lost. Oh, We've, okay. I've I've not offered then, your my twenty. I offer you my I offer you my I claim minute your time. and twenty seconds. So Bye. then Paisley Winterbottom 
proceeds to G-Paban and says, would you like some tea, sir? Because he doesn't need his money. He's going to go fund me a ball gown for the lady who was nice enough to pitch in in the kitchen. She made her own damn cookies. She bought her own tree. She put it up herself. She, she respectfully asked for help in locating the Christmas ornaments because it's not her place to go digging around in a house that's not hers. But then she decorated it on her own with the help of a very tan, sorry, very tall, normal-necked Sam Huon. And then their days were merry and bright. But really, those servants come together. And do you know what finally gets Mrs. What's her name? Brist? Brisk? Jules. But Mrs. Brisky? No. Mrs. Mrs. Birch, Mrs. Birch, the housekeeper, Mrs. Birch. Birch. There you go. What <laughs> finally releases Mrs. Birch from her prison of misery? Some of it self-imposed, some of it imposed by the rigid capitalistic system in which she exists. To say nothing of the outdated forms of nobility. What frees her? A confession of a great wrong done to her in her past. She got coal in her stocking. Not presents, but coal. And once she gets in touch with those emotions, suddenly she and the rest of the very sweet staff, who I may remind you, search feverishly to locate the decapitated head of a small doll. <laughs> it's all part they of the plan. Triumph. They save Christmas. And if you don't believe that Santa Claus is actually Paisley Winterbottom in a Santa suit, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I rest my case. Thank you for your attendance. Good chair, people of the chairs. Hear yeah, yay, hear yay, hear yay, hear yay. Two seconds left. You I'm, really nailed that. Uh, wow. I, I'm very brief. The uh, floor accommodates and accomplishes shoemaker's use of time is okay so now now it's time for the all all right so now we get 20 minutes for 20 20 minute all skate all skate right do 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 do. hold on g pop bonds having to look at his smartphone (laughs) i I like how i i I know i'm starting before the 20 minutes but i like how he was like remind me how to hang a christmas ornament again I've yep. never done this before. <laughs> well, he probably made his servants do it, which that's leading tracks. into Allison's. Uh, it would have been better if he tracks. had said, "I want to hang All it right, myself," and then he took it and then immediately handed it to Paisley Winterbottom. Because <laughs> that is yes, hanging. that would have been good. Okay, twenty minutes go. This um, movie was hilariously but, bad. But, I can't but here's the thing: no, I can't believe that we spent time doing Christmas. No, it was fun though. That's what I can't believe we because here's the thing: she's right. I my my personal belief yeah. is that when something that's like obviously not going to be great and wasn't intended to be great, nobody thought this was. There was no four-year consideration campaign for A for Princess Christmas, um, which is what I grade it. I give it an A for Princess <laughs> Christmas. Um, nobody thought this was going to be groundbreaking cinema at any point. But did Agreed. they phone it in? They did not. They did not. Especially they not really the staff didn't. Actors. They right. the staff, the staff was the only people in that. Oh film no, that, that is not true. Katie McGrath no and Sam knew Newman knew exactly what film they were in. If you've ever watched a Hallmark Christmas movie, they knew exactly what film they were in. 
That's exactly. true. That fucking dance sequence when they got funky. Oh my god, that Jesus was the best. Moment. That the was funky, the, the funky. So <sighs> and just a little bit funky. Surprisingly funky. funky. Just a um, surprisingly but, so funky. My personal belief is that in a situation like this where you're watching a movie where nobody's goal is high art, you can always tell when it was made by people who are at least having a little bit of fun. Yeah, that's they set really looked, did shoot. They, for every they did. They, trope, you can tell the person yeah. who wrote it was having fun. Yeah. You can. T- I mean, he. They made it was 2011. No one was saying surprisingly funky. Someone wrote that line. Someone wrote that line. <laughs> rad, rad wasn't the, a word we were using at they that did. time, and they, they included they that. They really <laughs> went for it. They embraced the stupidity, and it seemed. If I had to get, if you asked me to watch 15 movies in a row. And say which ones the people had fun actually, the people who were making them were actually having fun just together, like hanging out at craft services. I bet you I'd be accurate like 75% of the time because you can just tell when people are fucking miserable. And they yeah, may yeah. not have Christmas totally, at Manor, and this they were may not They're have miserable. been the best experience any of them ever had. But I promise you, they were going to the bar and getting drunk afterwards. They were yucking it up. Yeah. And Roger Moore was there telling telling great stories. stories. Yeah. Right? Like, Sam wasn't... Come on. Sam wasn't... They were uh, having a good time. You know, hitting the gym too hard yet so he could move his neck and stuff. That that was good. Like, they were having a good time. (laughs) They were getting high and, like, joking about dumb Hallmark movies, and then they would go to work and do their jobs. And do it. And, and it is not film. a good movie, yeah. but it is a I fun do. movie. I have a long tradition when I was younger and then also in my adulthood, people asked me to do it, of watching bad movies to make jokes about it. Like, I've done this a lot. And she's right. You can tell when it's a good bad movie because it feels... it's. When you get surprised by something so stupid and just start laughing, like Janine, it happened to you. You can't stop yeah. laughing because it's so ridiculous. It's so that funny. movie gave you that moment, and that yeah. is worth it. And that happened to me several times watching this. When yeah. the funky thing, when he came in, when they got married, and he turned around and he was literally wearing Prince Charming drag. I I could ask for nothing more. It was so a film. It was fun. Yeah, this film definitely understood that its audience was there. Like my cri- my <laughs> critique, like my critique of Dunkirk, <laughs> and arguably one, like have, great you film. Given me six hundred guesses for I what movie you. you were gonna say next, and I would not have gotten it. <laughs> I would not have gotten it. That's hilarious. <laughs> the people who made <laughs> Dunkirk sentence oh, I never thought I would hear in a discussion of. Christmas, a princess four. <laughs> the people who made Dunkirk. <laughs> well, but my critique is that they didn't give a fuck if anybody watched it. They were just like, we're making a pretty fucking film. And they did. Harry it was Styles a very pretty cared. fucking film. And so did Kenneth I, Branagh. Here's the thing about like, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh has never not cared, cared if someone was watching a day in his entire life. Not for a single you know moment. You're right about that. When was Kenneth he Branagh? Was, well, he was the one who did in, this. In that movie. 
Sorry, it's an RO medium. He's the one who God. stared at the planes coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, sorry, it was the ships yeah. when the ships were coming across the channel, and his eyes start to gleam with hope. And then that's that's when it cuts to oh, the yeah. boats and Mamma Mia too. Here we go again. If you've never seen that mashup on YouTube, it is extremely funny. Kenneth Branagh staring in wonder at the at okay. the boats from Mamma Mia too. Here we go again. Speaking, I will watch that immediately after we get of, out of recording this. Yeah. Great bad movies. <laughs> Sometime we're going to have to watch Mamma Mia 2, here we uh, go again, and then I'm going to explain to you my whole philosophy behind Rotten Tomatoes, which is a different thing. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, but my <laughs> critique of the Dunkirk experience is that it's a very, it's a great film. It's a beautiful film. It's, oh, yeah. But it's fucking boring, because they don't care if anybody's really watching it. This is a film where they're like, we they know care. you're, we know you're going to watch this, and you're, we need you to stick around to. the entire you're gonna time. You're going to watch this anyway. It's the Dan Brown novel of Hallmark movies yeah. because a fucking trope is landing every two Here's pages. what let's let's yeah. list our grievances on that score specifically. I am outraged that we did not get a dash to the airport. We got a half dash. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't get, get him, him. riding in the, the rain. I do to like save the modification of the trope that it's the servants, right? The servants who went after her. Yeah. But mm-hmm. We needed like a, yeah. I've got to go. I've got to go see about a girl, right? Like we needed that. We needed, oh no, there's only one bed. They needed to be stuck mm. in a hunting lodge. Oh no, there's only one bed because you know, there are yeah. two outcomes, yeah. only two, and both of them are good. Outcome one. I well, mean, but if we could share if you want. I grew up with seven brothers and sisters. I'm used to sharing a bed. And then, oh, and then their hands touch. And then he wakes up early and she's still asleep, right? That's outcome one. Outcome two. Um, then, well, no, the boning is implied in the sleeping. Now, item two. You're right, you're yeah. right. He says, no, 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 I could never. And he takes his coat and he lays it on the floor and he goes to sleep on the floor next to her bed on his coat, which is what happens in Blossom. Kind of like <laughs> formative. <laughs> Joey and Six, man. <laughs> Formative. <laughs> or somebody actually mentioned this. In mm-hmm. Outlander, when he sleeps outside her bedroom, mm-hmm. when they're in season one. Was that season, season one, one or season two? Season one. Season one. Yeah, where he rolls up his thing and he sleeps outside yeah. her bedroom. It's a little bit like that. No, we but didn't. we didn't really we didn't. get one of those. You're right. No. We also, there was not a snowball we, uh, fight. We, we did, did get the archery. There, there was, was no snowball a fight. Fucking snowball fight. Which also, I I think we were missing like a, a, a like a muck step, like where like someone steps in mud on accident and like gets all messy and then has to deal with the fact mm. that everyone looks so good but they're so messy. Yes, like, we, we did. Get one she of was looking out the window and her hair was all. She was wearing like an ironic t-shirt and her hair oh. was a way that no one's hair has ever looked in life. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We got when a little tiny the dose. The just window. a little. So we did However, we that. didn't get yeah. any. Which, oh, no, you we got, got a little frosting on your face, right? Yeah, that we needed. Get that. I bet that one yeah, was left on the cutting room floor. Because why else yeah. did she make those cookies? If not to get a, you've got, oh, you've got a little sprinkle exactly. on your face right there. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I was <laughs> making cookies in the kitchen. <laughs> did you see those cookies? Did you take a gander at those motherfucking cookies? They oh, were yeah. professionally oh, yeah. decorated. That's like, her side hustle. She have a fucking you think she's raising two bereaved children on the salary she makes as a quote sales girl at a failing antique shop? What no, dis- she has at least two side hustles. Dis- she is driving for Lyft. Yeah. 
And she, yes. And she's making and making designer cookies. cookies. Oh, and this was 2011. She's definitely fucking no, writing she's Groupons not. or something. She like doesn't that, have time too. to work for Groupon. Do you have any idea how many <laughs> tests I had to take to write for Groupon? She doesn't have time for that. She's got two bereaved children to care for. No, no, she's not. She's <laughs> maybe that's but but that's what they were trying failing really they were hard trying to, to not Groupons. get talked into a multi-level marketing scheme. Because she knows it's <laughs> bullshit, but God, she needs money. And like it's it seems so easy. Yeah, this movie was um, the exact right thing for me on this dreary Sunday when I got <laughs> high as a motherfucking kite and uh, just decided to let it be. Let it be. So if you're ever in in that field, watch this. I, I, five there's stars. a place. There's a five time and a place for a bad movie that knows what movie it is and is having a good time about it. This is one such film. Exactly. Yeah. You know. This film could easily make it into the annual. Oh, Christmas, I would watch this like, again with the roster, two of you next year in a heartbeat. In yeah. a heartbeat, but in person I think and it, even it has more a high. place there. Yes, cookies. Yes. No two point fives. Five. You can come over. We can use the fireplace. Mm. Oh my God! Get, get throwing Higgy. Oh, get Higgy oh with it. Oh my God! Who oh. are you, Janine? I'm so happy. Oh, uh, you just made me so happy. You I did, just said getting Higgy with it. I want to fucking give you an award. Where? I yes. need something. Like, I need to give you, like, the Byron Orange Top Award or something Ooh. like that. Like, Jesus. How about I this? I can feel the power coursing through me. Oh, my God, I'm getting a float. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I deserve it. Um... Anyway, yes, we should do it. And you know what? Oh, God. We should just record another episode about it because we're going to have new things to say. We are going to have new things to say. I have questions. We must be knocking on 20 minutes. And I have questions. Like I said, where the hell were they? How did those parents... No, we still have nine minutes left. How did those parents die? (laughs) What? Yes, what happened? I'm assuming that it was an air balloon accident. Perfect. Yeah. He he was trying to do a second proposal because he's a romantic guy, and then he ended up uh, piercing the balloon and killing Piercing the balloon with what? Oh, my God. Uh, the gender reveal <gasps> oh fireworks. Oh, my God. They died in a terrible <laughs> yes. gender reveal fireworks accident. Oh, but does that, that mean <laughs> That's she was what pregnant? That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, my God. So no wonder they're so sad. No, you know what? This explains my theory. <laughs> this explains my theory about that girl child. The doll. That they the doll. kept her alive until that and baby the doll? was born. Is she in the doll? Oh, is that God. why Milo keeps decapitating the doll? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is this why Milo has so many problems? Because he's I literally mean, trying to fight evil first of all, away from him? He could have this oh. many problems, even if his mom and dad had just you know, died in a boring old usual way. Oh. You know, like a pogo stick factory fire. <laughs> but but if mom yeah, was also pregnant, like that. that's more traumatic. And if he's oh. also fighting an evil ghost baby, trapped in the body of a truly ugly doll. No, no. No, no. I, I think it's I think it's <laughs> okay. more sinister than that. Mm. I think it's the it's little sister. Seed? It's a good son slash the bad seed. Yes, I think that 
there was the terrible hot air balloon accident, <laughs> and then they kept that woman alive because she was already seven months pregnant. Yeah. And then that's where the true evil came into this story is that little girl so is the So the little girl is the host for what? Yeah. Yeah, but... The Eldritch Deep. But they've like only had... the clown the Julie, in your on chronology this. is off. They've only had one parent-free Christmas. This is the first parent-free Christmas. Because I should also oh. specify it yeah, was well, a I tragic Christmas hot air balloon accident. It was a hot air balloon that was shaped like a reef. They didn't say... They, they didn't say how old that child was. Well, <laughs> so I don't know how much you know about Just human saying. biology, Janine. But she's a demon. She's a demon. What we're saying is she okay. can appear as she wishes. Oh, did she kill her parents? She's so strong. You saw what she did. Did she cause she the I mean, just think about how much planning went into a gender reveal experience on a balloon. How could that go wrong? Because of a demon. No, don't do gender reveal parties. It doesn't like labels. Wildfires. Yes, the, Please don't. the demon don't spirit that. understands that gender is a construct. Destroy mm-hmm. heteronormal. Exactly, Ugh. no labels. No labels. Yeah. And they did. And Come then through. came through to give everybody a beautiful Christmas. Um, <laughs> I need you to know, let's really briefly what, talk that about was some what of the was moments so where our souls left our bodies. Yep. I, my soul left my body when Roger Moore was like, funk music I'm throwing a christmas bowl and then in my head i went the prince is giving a bowl um because <laughs> you cannot throw a party at that scale <laughs> on that amount of notice you cannot it is not possible also what no. made you think you know what's really gonna you know unless what's really you gonna have the magical staff i'm gonna throw a party where only adults are invited and everyone's an asshole and then the for food we're gonna have either salmon yeah. frappe and mini shrimp quiches. But you know what would be even also, better? Like, they're all going to be ass- Allergenic nightmare. It's like they're all going to be assholes too because, not just because they're rich pricks and dicks and all that jazz, but also because it's four days till Christmas. You invite, they had plans. They had plans. And then they, they had to su- drop everything because g fucking Bond doesn't throw a party every day. No, and they were like, oh, shit, well, G-Pop Bond will just have us killed because he has that license. We got to go. <laughs> he knows where we live. <laughs> so. He controls these lands. Ball, my soul left my body. When else? At what other point did your soul? A funk dance. When they were learning to waltz, and then all of a sudden she went out and changed the CD. That was a soul leaving my body moment. Like, it was sublime, hilarious, ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. It was and so yet, white. there it was. That, that was, was my fa- that was my favorite moment in the entire it, movie. I have one. I have one. Main I laughed so hard. Is that it would have been better if it was Groove is in the heart. Mm-hmm. I liked that it. it kind of sounded like DC <laughs> yeah, but, talk shit. But if it was Groove is in the heart, Groove is in the heart is a mandatory montage song. So then we would have gotten a funk dancing, funk yes. dancing quote unquote montage, or as Arabella put it, who You're definitely right. bullied me in kindergarten. She definitely did. Arabella calls it <laughs> ghetto dancing. <laughs> Which is... Uh, we didn't She's got perfect hate face. That casting director... She really Firing does. on all cylinders, I tell you. Yeah. 
It's a great example of the Ashley Bartlett bacon from while you were sleeping. The icy blonde that you just live to hate, and she's uh, so good also, at being hateable. Also, if I may direct your Ooh, attention towards one of the greats of that particular trope, Singing in the Rain. Right? Yes. Nina Lamont. <laughs> I can't stand him. Um, All right, you guys, hold on. All right, what else? Free skate for two minutes and 40 seconds. Another, Janine, when did your soul leave your body? You transcend. What does it mean when my soul left my body? When you just couldn't believe, you couldn't believe you saw what you saw. Usually accompanied by something like this. I don't know if I don't. Like that. <laughs> Why? What? There was the, the minute. In, there was a midpoint in the movie. I just started laughing and I couldn't was stop. It, the, and I don't know what was, was it, happening. Oh, we're all that happened twice because that also really sent me. Yeah, he, <laughs> where Milo beats up an orphan. She's like, "Oh, we're also orphans." <laughs> yep. up an orphan, and it's all fucking. It's like Christmas. And poor old Katie inside a snow globe. Looks yeah, it's at inside that a snow globe. Ass tree and brings tears to her eyes because again, she's not phoning it in. It's, it's, it's not a good movie, and it's not a good part, and it's not but a particularly she, good performance, but she put in the work. They all put in the work. She put in all the goddamn work, and my... L- I'm afraid that's <sighs> true, though. Like, I wish I had the experience that you guys do of seeing her doing something good, because I feel like she was putting in everything she had, and it just wasn't I've only s- I've only seen a couple moments that Allison is referring to in, in Supergirl, um, and she's. I know good. that Supergirl is like super yeah, it's had great, its ups so and downs. Yeah. Hopefully, she is amazing. But but she was terrible. She in this was movie. not but telling I'm, it in. I'm with you. This was not a good. My argument is not that it's a great no, performance. No, she wasn't. It's but my what, argument is that she really a little bit dug worse. deep and looked at that Christmas tree and knew that in the script, this poor woman was supposed to look at this terrible tree and cry. So she just did it. She was committed. She was committed. She found it. She dug God. deep. She got to, got to the roots of the problem. Really not, tugged on it. Not uh, gross. I, 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 there are so many moments where I think they actually just repurposed oh, a porn you, script. <laughs> I, but it just felt like so many moments where they're just like, oh, just a little bit higher. Where are we doing? There's One, also two. There's also three. that is true. There was a lot of pretty good entendre. She said, "Oh, you're too stiff." And, and she said, I mean, you're one to talk. And and she was not talking about his D because they were. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But there was a lot of entendre. I mean, his, the Paisley boat was named Winterbottom. Winterbottom. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. I mean. Paisley. Gay porn I, is still porn. I, I mean, they had that. Enti- there was an entire orgy s- script storyline with the staff that happened, and like then you have Paisley this... Winterbottom does sound like the name of somebody who can host and an amazing sex brunch. party. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Not wrong. Uh, Porque no los dos. Yeah, the after party. Oh, yeah. yeah, both. Okay. All right, Jesus. that was it. That was Time twenty minutes. Arguments. What an experience. Janine, you began last time. Do you wish mm. to begin this time as well? One minute. One uh, minute each, right? That was yeah. this one? Uh, yes. Uh, affirmative, dear chair people of the floor and carpets. Um, Go. My, t- my time begins now. Uh, in closing arguments, we must say that the Grandpa Bond uh, experience <laughs> with a pre-Jamie uh, chest recognizes the importance of audience that one must 
realize that a film is not just a collection of pretty pictures, but is instead <laughs> a collection of moments, remembrances, and memories where one might look at a tree and then say, it's not my tree, but I see what they were going for. Um, that is what this movie is. It's not my movie. It's not your movie. It's our movie. And you know what? We saw what they I were yield going my for. time. I can't top that. They, you know what? Neither can I. You, you finished we with saw three what seconds they were left, going for. and that was perfect. Yeah, that's God. It. What a good epitaph. <laughs> oh. Frankly, if you, if you've made a movie that could not possibly be good, there was no universe in which this movie was actually good. The most, the highest compliment that could be paid is three assholes sitting in front of microphones saying, you know what? We saw what they were going for. We saw what they were going for. Thank you for listening to Podlander Drumcast and Outlander Podcast. I've been Allison. That's Julie. That's Jadine. You can find us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Podlander No, I don't. Nobody looks at Instagram in their web browser. You can find us on Instagram at Podlandercast and Sickburn Jane and uh, Podlander Presents. You can find us on Twitter at Podlandercast. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podlandercast. You can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Podlander Drumcast where you can join the slack and watch crowdcasts which is where we watched this and by the way shout out to all our fans who were there today because there was oh guys you were so funny y'all are hilarious you can uh do all kinds of things get episodes early listen to our new bonus series uh what now and so on Um, we want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do this show but especially the following amazing folks just Bree. Cat's Paw. See, no. it's a joke because I said I was going to ah! read it really fast and that's a spoiler. <laughs> Jess Bree, Cat's Paw 156, Maddie Perkins, Desinac, Lisa Brienne, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Teagason, Kristen, Freckled Fury, Laura Coma, Amelia Bazell, Liz, and Tinkerbell, Stella Welch, Tori Halligan, Claire Feeney, Rochelle Fever, Amanda Smazazaza, Heather Robbins, Jerry Hurdle, Emily Carlson, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Kelly Mazella, Chantel Soldiers, Mary the Falling Statue, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jennifer Kowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Karen Marlowe, Trisha McCurry, Julie Detroit, Jen Lynn, Kelly Bond, Amanda Newton, and Kiki, the wise. The I don't wise. think we've ever ended an episode with like a boom. But you know what we're going to do right now? Boom. <laughs>